Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ready to talk football in Arkansas? Let's join Kevin Bohannon with Scoop and Score. Brought to you by Wood Family of Dealerships in Batesville. I don't know if Eli Wisdom of Shallow Christian, Kevin, is ultimately going to set a single-season state record for passing yardage, but he's off to a pretty good start. And there's a young man over CAC that's Grayson Wilson that I think could, uh, you know, maybe be the sophomore of the year. But there were some outstanding performances this past weekend, this past Friday night. And yes. <laughs> Let's see if he has something to say about those. Well, right? with that wonderful opening, we'll see if I we can know. get Kevin back on in a moment. Yeah, but we'll talk with t- Steve. Yeah. Steve, good Hello, afternoon. Gentlemen. Welcome to. What's up, buddy? Hey, Marcus. Hey, Steve. I'm going to say I have to agree with Rick because you always criticize the kicking game, saying it's not important. I I never I didn't say what did I say, Steve? I said that he should have, you know, gone to Russell Wilson. But I do have some understanding that it wasn't just a no. gimme play. That's not You're what I'm saying. A guy they were not successful. Fifty million dollars, and you can't let him try to get six yards. Well, that's what I said. I said well, that's but the they were not successful. Anyway, on Marcus, third down, I do have not. this question though for yeah. you. Okay. Did you call your man Jimbo and ask him what's wrong? <laughs> he you blamed know. it on the yell leaders. Did you did you hear what the yell leaders had to say? Oh, and I like what, the, what Sarkeesian say? said after the, they lost to uh, Alabama. Did y'all hear what he said? About the rat poison? No. He said, uh, we didn't lose that game. We just ran out of time. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's he has learned to be coach at Texas because they never think they ever lose a exactly. Game. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. now this is this is what the Yale leader, the head Yale leader, had to say. He said, "I'm not going to lie to y'all. I had to Google this team to make sure they were even real." According oh to Zach Frost, oh. he said, "I was really confused because App State is definitely not a state, but sure enough." I found them, and they're so located deep, and I mean deep in the backwoods, just like you would think any hillbilly college that names themselves the Mountaineers. I just hope that these guys can get here tomorrow, all right, because I know for a fact that half their football team can barely even read the name on their jerseys, let alone read a map. It's shameful that the only two brain cells these guys have left are going to get knocked out by our wrecking crew defense. Tomorrow. So what happened? A and M removed the yell from the social media accounts, but too late. The cat was already out of the bag. <laughs> but uh I mean I thought it was so funny, you know, here you know, to me, Texas A and M in my eyes was not the number ranked number sixteen team in the country. I agree. Because I'm not impressed with Haynes King. Not at all. I agree with you, Steve. Overrated. I mean, to me, A&M was overrated. Yes, they were. But I guess, for, you know, and uh, Jimbo had, what, the number one ranked uh, recruiting class this past, 
uh, recruiting yeah. season. That he yeah. did. Definitely you the know, most expensive. If those guys were that good, then why were they not in the game? They're puppies. A few of them were. They're they learning. Have, you have a wide receiver that is supposed to be really good, but they didn't have the ball very much either. 18 minutes worth. But still, you know, Arkansas can score in uh, 30 seconds with no problem. But, well, Marcus, and I got another question. Yes, sir. What is wrong with you, Little Rock Central Tigers? All right. You're getting real personal now, Steve. This is this I, strikes I, home. But, Marcus. Yes. They got beat real bad this past week, if I'm not mistaken. Steve. Thank you. Oh, for did, reminding did you see me. the clip uh, <laughs> where our Razorback commit landing blocker of posterized Brawny? I did not. Oh, you missed it. Oh, Brawny was scared because blocker, he hammered down, hammered down on that slam dunk on Brawny. Now, Steve, I'm a LeBron James Fan. That's his really? oldest son. Well, that's okay, but he's not the greatest athlete to ever breathe air, which his dad is. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, my, uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who played in North Carolina, got his degree, Got it, uh, owns his own team, owns a, a NASCAR team. Uh, the Red-Eyed Demon? Uh <laughs> Twenty-three eleven is the, uh, the team night. owner, and his picture of him with his Air Jordan is on the hood of the cars. <laughs> I mean, it's real great, but I can't find nothing about LeBron though. <laughs> well, he's still active. But there anyway, I'm not going to overlook Missouri State because I know they're going to be tough. If the offense continues doing what they're doing, staying two scores up on Missouri State, we'll win this game real easily. If not, Missouri State's going to put points on the board. You, I really you do agree. I think Missouri you agree with Marcus there. State is going to put points on the board. They'll score some points. I'm sure they yeah. will. I think yeah. they will score some yeah. points. Although, although Arkansas could put pressure on them that they're not used to seeing either. So Possibly. I think it's that, and I think they're not going to have the ball very much either. I think Arkansas is way too physical. I think they'll wear them down and wear them out. Very that, that could be a good point there. Uh, let's uh, try Kevin again. Kevin, are you with us? I'm here, guys. There you are. There Man, I went go. through such a great dialogue a few moments ago, and I've already <laughs> forgotten what I've said. No, Eli Wisdom is on pace to set a record or two this year. He had a great Friday night. Over 500 yards of total offense, five touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he, he is one of our primetime performers of the week, but he is not the pro- performer of the week or Wood Family dealership. So uh, let's get right to the list, Randy. I know we're limited on time here. Noah Smith, the quarterback from Whitehall, 15 carries, 199 yards. His backfield mate, Jaden Smith, chipped in with 20 carries for 177 yards and four touchdowns. Whitehall beat Maumelle 44-24. Hunter Farrell, the quarterback from Boxite, 440 total yards of offense, five touchdowns. Bo Williams, the running back from Shiloh Christian, 18 carries, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Seven receptions, 153 yards, two touchdowns. That's 320 total offense and five touchdowns for the running back from Shiloh Christian. Eli Wisdom, the young man we just mentioned, 
26 of 38, 458 yards, five touchdowns. Also chipped in with nine carries for 45 yards. Elias Payne, the sophomore from Benton, had four catches, 124 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. 98-yard kickoff return as well as the Benton Panthers rolled over Sylvan Hills. Jabron Lewis from Little Rock Southwest. Southwest got a big win over Rogers Heritage. Lewis was the reason. 34 carries, 247 yards, three touchdowns. Drake Lindsay, the quarterback from Fayetteville, he's been on a list every game they've played so far, 21 of 25, including a 15 of 16 start for 256 yards, three touchdowns. Brandon Scott, the Charleston quarterback, had 321 yards of total offense, four touchdowns. Dane Williams, the Rogers quarterback, 16 of 22, 262 yards, four touchdowns on the night as Rogers moves to 3-0. and Donovan Amolo, the quarterback from Conway, had five total touchdowns, four passing, all in the first half of the Wampus Cats' win over Springdale. And then you got Kobe Davis from Wynn. Wynn wrapped up 483 yards rushing in their win over Fort Smith Southside. Davis had 216 and three touchdowns, also had three two-point conversions. His backfield mate, wingback, Alonzo Holmes, had 148 yards and three touchdowns. Jack Wilbright, in his first career start for the Benton Panthers under center, 11 of 12, 207 yards, four touchdowns. Justin Crutchmer, the do-everything back from Lake Hamilton, had 169 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Martavius Thomas, the quarterback from Camden Fairview, had five touchdown passing, had five touchdown passes all in the first half in their big win, 48 to nothing. Gray Lee, the quarterback from Episcopal, 228 yards, four touchdowns on the night. Landon Garrett from Cannon Harmony Grove had an 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Sloan Perrin, easy night at the office, 8 of 9, 173 yards, four touchdowns, also had a touchdown on the ground. Curtis Smith from Nettleton, the junior, remember this name, guys, four touchdowns on the night, 74 yards rushing, 157 yards receiving. Case Smith from Southside Batesville, 15 carries, 242 yards, two touchdowns on the night. Cedric Hawkins from Stuttgart had three touchdowns on the ground in their 38-28 win. Cameron Van Zant, 400 yards, three touchdowns through the air, and Farmington's close loss to Rodgers. His receiver for the night, Peyton Funk, 15 catches, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Walter Hicks, the linebacker from Benton, had 68, had 68 yards scoop and score, also recorded a safety. Landon Kiter from Yaleville Summit, 281 yards of total offense, three touchdowns. Donnie Cheers, the wide receiver from Marion, chipped in, played some safety, had two interceptions on the night. Seth Foster from Pea Ridge had 108 yards, four touchdowns rushing on only six carries. Jaden Fricks from Ashdown, 10 carries, 222 yards, three touchdowns, had four catches for 65 yards also. Bodie Neal, to complete the triumvirate from Shiloh Christian, the wide receiver had 12 catches, 234 yards, three touchdowns. Half of Eli Wisdom's yards went to Bodie Neal. But our prime time performer of the week, we got to give it to Cedric Simmons from Malvern. The quarterback racked up 143 yards and five touchdowns on 17 carries. He went seven for nine, 253 yards and a touchdown passing. Six total touchdowns for QB1. Cedric Simmons from Malvern, he is our Wood Family Dealership Primetime Performer of the Week. Not bad. Not bad. Not too shabby. <laughs> I know it's getting tougher, or it seems to be getting tougher and tougher each week. The name, no doubt. A, 
Wood Performer of the Week. And, uh, boy, it gets... Like I said, Eli Wisdom is putting together some fantastic numbers, and we may be looking at Grayson Wilson as maybe the sophomore of the year for CAC. He is really playing well. All right, that is Kevin Bohannon. And our Scoop and Score segment will continue. Ready to talk football in Arkansas? Let's join Kevin Bohannon with Scoop and Score. Brought to you by Wood Family of Dealerships in Batesville. All right, Kevin, there were several who you could say uh, would be the primetime performer for the Arkansas football Razorbacks. Does it start with uh, K.J. Jefferson? Does it start with Drew Sanders? Does it start with a guy named Rocket Sanders? You know, it, one of the numbers that flew under the radar is that KJ set the single game record for completion percentage, I believe, going 18 for 21. Was that 85.7? Which really, and you know, a lot of talk about the Heisman and everything. He's one of those guys right now that's just doing his job. He's taking care of the football, and that's putting the Razorback offense in the position to be successful. Every week, if he takes care of the football, this team has a uh, can go as far as it wants to. And he just keeps getting better and better. His feet are getting better. I, I noticed it in game one when he had that slant route to Warren Thompson on the goal line. He put it on his back hip. Now, wide receivers can make that catch, but he was cement-footed right there. He was standing in cement, and if he, he, he's light on his feet, on his toes, he makes that throw nine out of ten times. Should be ten out of ten. One of the easiest throws. In football, you see it get better every week. That's the one thing he's really been working on. So my offensive primetime performer, got to give it to Rocket Sanders. He should have had over 200 yards rushing. One That 46-yarder got called back, which was the longest of his career. That got down to the South Carolina one. They could not handle him. And it just shows how he's taken that next step in developing his game. He's a load to bring down at 227. A lot of people compared him to Derrick Henry and his running style during that game afterwards uh, and in the national media. So Rocket Sanders with his rushing performance. And, guys, you got to give the, the defensive primetime performer to Drew Sanders. You know, that young man is wrecking havoc everywhere he gets a chance to. They can put him at multiple positions. He is, he is the definition of a utility player on defense. And Marcus could probably, you know, mm-hmm. agree with that because yes. you, you yeah, you can line him up at, at the at the rush at the rush nine the wide nine out there. Nobody's gonna touch him. You can use him in the middle. He can cover the slot. He's that athletic to where he can cover tight ends. He can get up in the middle. They I saw it on four different rushing play or four different pass attempts. He blitzed from four different areas on the mm-hmm. field Saturday. So I uh, got to give it to him. Of course, he's won the Bednarik and Walter Camp uh, National Defensive Player of the Week. And as we always know, co-defensive player of the week in the SEC. So uh, the Sanders boys, Rocket and Drew, get the Wood Family Dealership Primetime Performers of the Week. You know, Kevin, let me just dovetail real quick over something you said. Yeah. Uh, going back to, to K.J. Jefferson, I, I just want to – I just want to emphasize what we're watching here. KJ Jefferson, since 2021, mm-hmm. has four interceptions, period. 
pretty amazing. Yeah, and isn't it? Yeah. one of those was a Hail Mary against yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, that's right. Phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I heard this from, I think I heard, I was listening to Trent Dilford say this earlier, how a lot of times people, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, KJ's got a career completion percentage of 65, which is absolutely incredible. But people try to ascribe him as being an inaccurate passer. And yeah. that's just not the case. In fact, he never has been. But Dilford made a point today how, and I thought it was profound, how people look at a completion percentage and try to assign that to determine whether a quarterback is accurate or not. And he says that's absolutely the dumbest thing ever. He said uh, completion percentage has nothing to do with accuracy. He said accuracy has to do with can that player, A, put the football where he's aiming it to be on a consistent basis. And he says sometimes that means throwing it low to protect high, it, yeah. throwing yep. it high to, to get it out shoulder. of, yep, uh, throwing it in the ground. He said all of those things go against completion percentage, but it absolutely has to do with the accuracy you know, yeah. and decision-making of a quarterback. And I think what we're seeing with K.J. is one of the most accurate, uh, effective decision-makers maybe ever at Arkansas. Um, I, I think this kid is phenomenal when it comes to accuracy, playing the game, competing, leading. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we've had one like him. And they're putting him in positions to make. And the spread offense, yeah, you're going to have short throws. But it's the decision-making process in the RPO that has really taken the next level for him. And with completion percentage, you got to count. He drops as well. That's like the mm -hmm. ERA for a pitcher it is, has a better sign than what his win-loss record is. That's kind of how I compare completion percentage and win-loss for pitchers. But I can go on, <laughs> on for that. But the decision-making with the RPOs, the one thing that – he has gotten better at is his throws over the middle and vertically downfield. We've always known he can throw into the boundary. He threw a beautiful ball to Matt Landers, Traylon Burks last year, multiple times, Warren Thompson last year, but he's gotten better down the field, 15 plus yards uh, between the hash marks is where I've really seen him take that next step. Well, he's one of the best in the nation. Um, yeah. <laughs> bottom line, period, in the sentence. And what I've seen, what I saw last week, is a step towards um, placement on the 50-50 balls. So yeah. you can be ultra conservative as a quarterback and just not make throws or take sacks. I think this week we saw a step where he put some 50-50 balls. Um, some guys in the receiving core aren't quite ready where Traylon Burks, well, who, who will be ever. Right. But yeah. some of his receivers aren't quite there yet. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And had a big drop, but he's he's making big time, big time NFL steps. Uh, maybe one of the best. Maybe one of the best passers at Arkansas. I think Ryan Mallett, uh, coaching down at uh, Whitehall. Whitehall. I think he he kind of fits that mold. But I think KJ maybe is good or better. Guys, let's try to squeeze in Andy if he's still. No, Andy's not with oh, us. Okay. And he jumped off. 
Uh, do you have a primetime uh, Kevin special teams player? Special team, you know, you, you want to <laughs> – our boy Cam, 50-yard field goal, that's tough. But uh, Max Fletcher did a really good job. And I know his punting average is going to – it's in the 30s right now. But when you only get three chances and you put two of those inside the 20, you're doing your job as a, as a specialist, especially as a punter. He did it last week as well. So Max Fletcher, the freshman, gets our uh, special teams performer of the week. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you again on Friday. That is Kevin Mohan. Scoop and score. Coming up next, Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service. Company Drive Time Sports will continue.